0: Got it up! And short! Agnew! Brings it out of the end
1: zone! Agnew! Still running! Agnew! welcome in to the gridiron fantasy show i'm your host paul edgington joined by my co-host Derek cook Derek looks like tonight we're going to give another divisional preview this week it's going to be the nfc south did the afc south on the last episode so we're going to be talking the saints buccaneers panthers and the almighty falcons i know i'm excited to talk about this division what about you yeah i am too um
0: you know, there's there's quite a few rookies in this that I am extremely excited to talk
1: about. So um, Rookies. Is that all you care about? just rookies? Well,
0: no, I mean there there's some good older players too and third year players, but uh,
1: there there are some great rookies to talk about, I feel like. You're not wrong. I think there's a very good mix of rookies and vets in this division that we're all looking forward to for fantasy this year. There's some some great fantasy relevant players on each team, I feel like. Um
0: some are missing some key pieces, but overall, this is a, a great division for Dynasty.
1: Absolutely, we'll jump right into the mean potatoes. We'll kick ah. it off in New Orleans with the Saints. New head man, Derek Carr, coming over from the Raiders. First time on a new team for him. He's got some good weapons around him. He's got second-year man Chris Olave, who some people I was have as a top ten Dynasty receiver. Although I disagree on him being that high, but a lot of people love Olave.
0: And then Yeah, I'm uh I'm I got him as wide receiver eleven, so I'm not oh, top 10, but he's right outside
1: of it. I he's about 15 to 18 for me right now. Yeah. So I mean that, that, that's that's fair. He's yeah. definitely a tier or two down from I think what most people have him at right now for me. Right. And then quite possibly for the first time in years, a healthy Michael Thomas. That would be a big boost for the offense. Until good old old slant boy. And he's got to run those slants, so that'll help, especially with Derek Carr. Yeah. And then, of course, Alvin Kamara has the three-game suspension, but when he does return, he will give an excellent boost to the offense. And Kendra Miller, who a lot of people are just hyping the shit out of, loving him, thought he'd be the man. Thinks he's going to be the man the first three weeks. I think he'll have a role, but he's not going to be the one. Got to think Jamal Williams is still there for free agency or brought in from free agency. <laughs> so it's it's going to be a split backfield. And then Kamara, of course, will probably take over the majority of the work once he returns.
0: Yeah, I don't think during that suspension, like you said, it's not going to be like a one back. Uh, it'll be, you know, RBBC, like you said, between Kendra Miller and, and Jamal Williams. Um, and same thing when Alvin gets back he's going to get
1: 70-75% of the work um, and then yeah, the tight they're... end room I, I want nothing to do with the tight ends it's too crowded we got Jawan Johnson the wonder from last year Taysom Hill is still there hanging around somewhere and they signed Foster Moreau, who was a very good backup staying in tight end for the Raiders with Darren Waller So, they got plenty of options. It's the very best ball tight end room. Yeah, you hit
0: the nail on the head there. I'd I'd stay away from this tight end room at all costs. You know,
1: if you're going to draft one of them, I'll draft all of them, and hopefully you play best ball. Exactly. You're not going to know which one to start week to week. Maybe one more merge over the other. But they did extend Jawan Johnson. Then they brought in Foster Moreau. And we know know they love Taysom Hill. He's going to be be involved somehow. This is
0: similar to the Patriots situation a few years ago, and they got John U. Smith and Hunter Henry, and
1: even more so because they got Taysom
0: Hill still. So,
1: I'd stay away. Yeah, I want no parts of it. Even in best ball, not a fan. Yeah, same. Then we'll move over to Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers. New offensive coordinator this year, a longtime Seahawks assistant, Dave Canellis, So, they're hoping – to lean more on the run game, it seems. Hopefully he'll bring in a more efficient run game than what they've had previously. No Tom Brady. We're looking at, I'd say, Baker Mayfield over Kyle Trask at this point. Not the worst situation, but not the best. Definitely a bottom half of the league passing offense I see coming in. Still have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, just getting up there in age. Russell Gage had a season-ending injury, but there's been some pretty good hype around Fresh not freshman. Rookie Trey Palmer as a down the field thread so far in the preseason. So with Russell Gage going down, unfortunately, maybe we'll see rookie Trey Palmer carve out a nice little role for himself.
0: Yeah, um, I mean you again kind of hit the nail on the head. I'd honestly, if I'm not like an immediate win now uh team, I would probably stay away from both these guys except for Palmer. I think he's worth having on having on your bench or a taxi spot. Um Godwin is, I think is still interesting. I just I don't like this passing offense. And
1: yeah, the passing offense, not too high on White or sorry, tight end room. K the man, but not too excited about him. Most exciting parts Rashad White in the backfield. He's gonna be right. the guy, it seems, all three downs, be the main man. And then uh, rookie, Sean Tucker, a lot of people are high on. Then he had his medical issues, undrafted free agent, but he's gained some pretty good steam through coach speak. Coach is supposedly being high on him and just him still being a very talented player. I could hopefully, I have lots of shares of him, see him coming in and making a name for himself and making an impact. Yeah, I could see this being um, like a true 50-50 split between
0: the two. I think White's got the uh, immediate nod for me.
1: That'll wrap up the lowly Buccaneers. Not too much there. Um, Rashad White is the only one I'm really interested in to put up some points in my lineup. Sean Tucker is probably my favorite flyer, one of my favorite flyers in all of Dynasty football to take, especially in this running back room. And Mike Evans, yeah, yeah. Up there in age, he'll probably put up another 1,000 yards like he's done every year, but not too interested in him, even on a win-now squad. But Chris Godwin, I'd, I'd want. He's yeah, still Chris. 26, 27. He's, he's still got some fantasy-relevant years behind him, or ahead of him, sorry. He does have them behind him, too, so you're not wrong. Yeah. We'll, we'll move on to the young guns, the Carolina Panthers, my new hometown team. Of course, we know they took Bryce Young, number one overall pick. I've been coming, warming up more to Bryce Young as time goes on. I don't think he's quite on the same level ranking-wise as A-Rich to me, but I do solidly have in front of C.J. Stroud and Will Levis. I think he's got yeah. a pretty good season, less up and down than C.J. Stroud for sure.
0: Yeah, I think he's a pretty easily clear-cut QB2. Um Anthony Richardson, obviously, both huge fans of him. Um, Bryce Young, to me, I mean, he, he he can you know make every throw, do all do all the throws, do all the things you want your quarterback to do. Um, I just think mentally he's light years ahead of C.J. Stroud. He you know his processing ability, reading defenses and such is just again light years ahead of C.J. Uh, doesn't get knocked off schedule. Uh, Will Levis is pretty pretty pro ready, but. Uh, I still personally have quite a few questions about Will Levis. Bryce Young, I think, is clear-cut QB2 in this class.
1: Now he's close. Oh, for sure. And as we've said it many times on the Debbie podcast previously, he's got it in between the ears. Yeah. He's got what you want for a quarterback in between the ears, intelligence-wise, breaking down defense, making reads. He's got what you want. I think he's going to have a very good fantasy career in the end. This season, not so much. But next season, for sure, once they surround him with more weapons. Yeah, once they they vote around him, I think he'll be just fine. I mean, they did bring in a damn good running back, still young, and Miles Sanders. I believe it was a three-year deal, four-year deal, maybe. I think it's at least three. I think it's a three-year, $21 million deal or something. He's at least locked in for the first two. So he's going to be a part of this offense, and Frank Wright does – did say he sees him as a three-down back, so given the pass-catching role as well, it would appear. And then receiver, old man Adam Thielen. They give him a Odell Beckham, hefty deal. And then they brought in DJ Chark as well. Hopefully he can resurrect his career a little bit. And Terrence Marshall Jr. is still there. Still holding out hope for him. And can't forget first-round pick Jonathan Mingo. Or sorry. Second-round pick, Jonathan Mingo, pick. one of the first wide receivers drafted. So, he's got a um, decent wide receiver core, not the best, not the worst. Pretty mediocre middle of the road, I'd say. Yeah, I, I
0: stand corrected on Miles Sanders. It was a four-year, $25.4 million deal. Um, so, I, I was off a little bit. I thought it was a three-year, 20-plus, but it's four-year, 20-plus. Um, regardless, he's going to be there for two, three years at, at absolute minimum. Um I, I like the wide receiver room. Thielen hasn't been great the last two seasons, um, but I think he's, I think he's t- he's primed to have a, I wouldn't say not like a breakout season, but he's, he's primed to have a big season. Uh, I love me some Mingo, that's for sure. Um, like I said, Marshall, I'm personally pretty well out on him. I, you know, not holding out hope. Um, DJ Chark, I mean, he's what, 20, 26, 27, something like that, 25. Um, I mean, he, he's got some toys. They're, they're not crazy great, but he's he's not in a bad position
1: like, you know, Justin Fields was last year. So, you know. Yeah, for that's him. true. Although Justin Fields now know. has their former main wide receiver. How ironic. Yeah. As far as wide receivers. It's all going to hinge on Terrence Marshall and Jonathan Mingo after the season. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll add some more names to that next season. Because Lord, if they're rolling those two and DJ Chark for more than one season, it's not going to be very pretty. know I mean, unless Mingo turns out to be a superstar,
0: it won't be good. I Which, like Mingo, but I don't. I, I don't. Never know. Yeah, I'm, I'm very high on Mingo. Yeah, I like Misa Mingo, but I don't think that's quite in the deck of cards for him.
1: But, you know, it's remained to be seen. Probably not, but it's, he like said, it's in the deck of cards. Hopefully we'll pull the right one on him. And as far as coaching staff, of course, new head coach, Frank Wright, who is a very, very good head coach, I believe. One of the, I'd say, top 15 coaches in the league easily. He's, we've seen him do it previously. I think he's going to do a very good job in Carolina. He did say that he's going to start the season calling the plays as he has a rookie offensive coordinator. We'll talk about him here in a couple minutes. But interesting couple of interesting facts on Coach Reich. He actually threw the first touchdown pass in Carolina history in 1995. Oh, there so you does go. He ties to the organization. And then this is the first time he hasn't had a non-rookie quarterback since Andrew Luck in his rookie year. So every year for him, other than this year and Luck's rookie year, he's had a quarterback that's played before. So it'll be interesting to see how he treats, not treats, but you know what I'm saying, how he plays it with Bryce Young, being a rookie he hasn't dealt with in a very, very long time. Right. Let's see but. if he goes the, uh, the good old Coach McDaniel route. But he is a solid, solid head coach, brings a great culture. I think he can turn the team around in in a hurry, in a couple years at least. And I'm right two- there with you. They just need to build around them. Yeah, the, the defense is pretty well off. They spent significant capital on that side. Matt Rule's first year, they spent all seven picks on defense. Now it's time to build the offense up. Absolutely. That defense should be set for years to come as long as they have the money to, to maintain them. Around, yep. we on to the coordinator, Thomas Brown. Might be a familiar name. Played running back in Georgia. He comes from the Sean McVay coaching tree. So, learned under the young McVay. So, he might know a thing or two. I don't think he's going to come out of the gates flaming hot, setting the world on fire, but. He was under a great tree previously, and now he's out on his own. So, having a rookie quarterback, rookie offensive coordinator, Reich is pretty much going to be the offensive guy to at least start the season, it seems like. But Thomas Brown can't do any worse than what fucking Bid McAdoo did last season. Yeah, absolutely. Like
0: you said, I mean, reich has got his work cut out for him. But, I mean, the only way to go is up. They're pretty well at rock bottom. When it comes to that, you know, you said McAdoo, you, it can't get much worse than that.
1: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Thomas Brown to see what he can bring to the table. Anybody coming out of, you know, Shanahan, McVeigh, always excited to see what they got out there on their own. And so far, a pretty good track record, I'd say. Yeah, those coaching trees, you know, like you said, McVeigh, Sean Payton, stuff like that. They're just fun to see. And yeah, that'll, that'll wrap up the... Carolina Panthers. And we'll take it down to Hotlanta. One of my favorite offenses in all of the league. Got a handful of my favorite players in fantasy football. So at quarterback position. As I've said before, I'm a big Desmond Ritter guy. I think he could be the answer for them. He gets the reins this offseason as QB1. Seen some good from him. Seen more bad from him so far through training camp and whatnot. But I think he's going to be very good in this offense. He's got a plethora of weapons. And we'll start with eighth overall draft pick, John Robinson. You got him next to you. You got to feel pretty damn comfortable, I'd say. And I'm excited for what Bijan can do in an Arthur Smith offense that leans heavily on the running back. Well, what are your thoughts on Desmond Ritter? How are you feeling about him? I mean, with
0: what they've got in him so far, they've got to see what they've got. Um, I think – I think Desmond Ritter is a more than capable NFL starting quarterback. Um, I think he's got potential to be a top 16, 18 type of guy, uh, especially with the weapons he's got around him. Plenty talented enough. He's got a decent enough arm, and he is athletic enough to, you know, extend plays and do what he's got to do. I just think, to me, I'm not an Arthur Smith fan. I I really don't like that type of offense that he had last year. um, I'm just not a fan of Arthur Smith. I think that he's going to be – severely limited
1: because of his head coach, in My my opinion. Yeah, we'll see if Arthur Smith has evolved whatsoever. I don't think he's going to treat him like he's Marcus Mariota. I don't think they're going to pound the rock the most times in the NFL once again. I think it's going to be more on Ritter, whether it's his legs or with his arm, but I think he'll be given more more freedom than what we saw last season with Mariota. And then Bijan, from sounds of it, they don't want to run him into the ground. He's going to get yeah. good usage, but it's not going to be Cordero Patterson usage.
0: Yeah, and well, and then you also got to think that they also have Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson still. So um, not necessarily a three-headed monster, but they've, they've got depth. So, you know, I, Algier had a very quiet thousand-plus yard season last year. Um You know, why why not use both?
1: Yeah, it doesn't hurt. more running backs, the better. Keep that pressure off Bijan, less hits, things like that. Hopefully keep him more healthy. And then plus, with having Algier in the game, you could split Bijan out wide, put him in the slot.
0: We've
1: seen seen what he's done in preseason doing
0: wide receiver drills, so –
1: Use him as that pass-catching weapon that we all know he's capable of being. You didn't spend the eighth overall pick on a hammer. That's for sure. You spend him on a dynamic playmaker, and you need to use him. Right. I, I mean, I hate comparing everybody to Saquon, but you you, you basically got yourself another Saquon. You know, you use him as such. Do everything with him. Yeah. Again, that's why you spend a top, top eight pick. You know, running backs are
0: so easily replaced, and you don't get them to their second contract, and all this and all that.
1: But man, use them the right way, and you'll get your money's worth out of that eighth overall pick. Oh, absolutely. Off topic here, but just got a sleeper notification. Kayshawn Booty had a nice touchdown run, touchdown run and catch.
0: There we go. Maybe, maybe New England's working with something up there.
1: Yeah, he's got the damn talent, that's for sure.
0: he is. I think he's more head case
1: than anything. Yeah, he snatched that puppy right out of the air in front of a defender that was screaming downhill on him, and then split the other two defenders and outran him to the house for about thirty yards. Oh, good. That's King Sean Boutte we're used to from LSU. Let me tell you. Yeah, two years ago. He said he's got all the talent in the world. It's the other stuff that needs figured out for him, and yeah. no he better place needs- than being under Belichick. Yeah, I think that was a great
0: landing spot for him. Again, like you said, kind of off the beaten path here a little bit, but I think that's a great landing spot for him. Uh, bad thing is quarterback situation is not the greatest, but uh, he's got the talent. Like you said, it's it's to me, it's all head off the field, basically everything else besides talent. If he can get that in check, I think he could be a you know
1: a solid wide receiver too. Yeah, I think with New England, Juju's by far the best, and after him, it's a Ohio. whole lot of nothing. Well, we'll hop back on track here with the Atlanta Falcons and move on to the wide receivers. We got Mac Holland as the wide receiver, too, it's looking like. Not too pretty from that point on. Of course, we got the man, Drake London, wide receiver one, the alpha. Great usage and target share last season. I think we're going to see a dip in that. Hopefully, we'll see obviously Bijan eat into it, and then I'm praying we see some good usage out of Kyle Pitts, some proper usage for once. I mean, he had the yardage over a thousand yards first year and one touchdown. It's baffling, but hopefully, and Arthur Smith gets his head out of his ass and That's uses him. What, what, what was Arthur
0: Smith before? Wasn't wasn't he a tight end coach? He was. He yes. Yeah, so why the fuck
1: aren't we seeing Kyle Pitts have crazy years? I mean he was the one that got Johnny Smith the pop. To break right. out. And I I
0: think as a community, we all agree that Kyle's, Kyle Pitts is three times as athletic as Johnny Smith. Oh easily, easily three times. I mean, I'd, I'm I'd, 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 sit there, I'd sit there and say Kyle Pitts is probably one of the top five most athletic guys in the NFL, period. So,
1: I, I Yeah. Just, I I'm, I'm holding out hope still. still. He'll be healthy. He's. I've seen some good training camp clips of him. So hopefully he'll be back to what he did his rookie year, over a 1,000 yards and hopefully five-plus touchdowns and be that top three tight end that we were all projecting him to be coming into the league. Yeah, I don't think he'll be as he'll be as limited. I think Desmond Ritter's a uh,
0: he's a more than competent passing quarterback. I just to me it was more about the offensive scheme. Like you said last year, it seemed like it was just honestly they were too competitive and you know tight in ball games. I feel like they just didn't want to lose the game, so they ran the ball so much. I, I don't necessarily think that's gonna. I hope that's not the case this year. I really
1: do. Yeah, they but definitely you, I played think, not to lose instead of yeah, playing, playing to win. win. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, Drake London, I think, same thing. Like you said, he had crazy target share last year. All things considered, because Marcus Mariota is not a, a renowned passing quarterback. Um, but I, I think his target share gets seen into, like you said, by the likes of Bijan, Algier running the ball, Cordero running the ball, the whole nine yards, and, and hopefully Kyle Pitts getting some more of that target share. You know, Kyle Pitts... I mean,
1: he's, he should be the man in this offense. He should be. Although they do love Drake London. and But, again, they took Kyle Pitts fourth overall, yeah. I believe, and they took Drake London eighth. Then, once again, they took Bijan John Robson eighth. He got three top eight draft picks out there to spread the ball around to. And Plenty of options, plenty of exciting options, young, athletic, fast, and – Most of all, big. All three are large men. So that's good for Desmond Ritter with catch radius for Pitts and London. And then Bijan, you know, flip it out to him in the flats. I'm sure he's going to catch a majority of the time and do something with it. At least move, move the ball forward. I think they could be cooking with hot
0: water in a year or two. Not this season? Not a fan of them? No, I still think hmm. they're um, a couple pieces away. Um, I just – I like Desmond Ritter, but I'm not in love with Desmond Ritter. I want to see what he can do this year. Yeah, there's not too many Ritter guys out there, that's for sure. But I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. I don't think it's a Jalen Hurts case here. I don't I don't think he's. that's not going to be that. I don't think he's going to light the world on fire like Jalen Hurts. I don't think it's going to be Justin, Field, Justin Fields' case either. Um, I think he's going to be more than serviceable. he will be a, you know, probably be, they'll be close to a playoff team, close to a wild card team. Than they were last year. I think they've got a significant improvement at the running back position and QB position, obviously. Um, but I just, I'm not, I'm not huge on Desmond Ritter.
1: Well, maybe you'll be changing that tune by the end of the season. Who knows? It's possible. In this division, it's, it's rather wide open. Yeah. Not the best defenses all around. So, if you want a quarterback, developing quarterback to play in any division, this is one of the top picks, I'd say.
0: Outside of playing the Panthers,
1: yeah, I'm with you. That's all I got for this division. And very excited to see how this plays out. My pick, I guess Homer picked now, I picked the Panthers to win. Mostly, Frank Fry in that defense. Going to be able to manage the ball on offense with a good running back, veteran receivers, protect Bryce Young pretty well. So who do you think going to come out on top on this one? I would say the Falcons. It's definitely not going to be the Bucs. I think consensus no. is probably the Saints. Yeah, I, I don't want to be a consensus pick. Uh, Saints
0: is too easy of an answer because of – you know the weapons they do have, and then obviously the significant upgrade at quarterback. I think that's that's the easy pick. Um, I think Falcons. I mean, they were. I think they were close to a five hundred team last year, and all their games were decided by seven points or less, or something stupid. Um, yeah, they. It seemed like they were in every single game, and I feel like they're significantly better with
1: Desmond Ritter. Yeah, they'll definitely be improved. That's for sure. We've seen it time and time again with Carr that he just can't quite make the playoffs. So when he did, lost to my Bengals.
0: Well, look at what uh, what happened when he was in Oakland when he got Devontae Adams. I mean, didn't look too hot, Derek, Derek Carr. And I've said it plenty of times, and I think you've agreed with me that he's one of those guys that if you can knock him off his game early, get in his head, he's he's done. You, know, you sack him, hit him a few times early in the game.
1: He's he's a head case. He's done. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, because he is very talented. He's a great leader. He
0: hasn't been the same since that injury when he had an MVP caliber season before the injury.
1: No. Once he broke his back, it was a. he's definitely a changed player. He's still very good and serviceable, but he was,
0: he was a point, lot of He
1: was, yeah. Before
0: injury, he was a top-ten quarterback, in my opinion. He's not that now. Still serviceable, like you say. But, solid QB two. I wouldn't be mad. At it. I wouldn't be mad with him as my QB two, but he's definitely
1: not. About Absolutely. But well, that's all we got for this episode. If you could, please give us all a follow on Twitter at Gump, seven, two, eight, five. Derek is at D underscore cook That K O C H. And you can find the podcast on all social media at gridiron underscore F S. If you could, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We greatly appreciate it. And thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. And we'll see you again on the next one. See you. Thanks for listening.